1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: KNC Masterpiece right here on one hundred five through The Fan. We have Ranger, Super Product, Prospect, and maybe a product, Evan Carter coming up in um, hopefully about 15 minutes or so.
0: You can tell he's a front office guy by that tease. Doesn't even call him a human. He's just a product.
3: (laughs) An asset.
0: Yeah, man, you really are a Jerry Jones lover. (laughs)
3: No, you see, you see
0: them as products. No.
3: Not people. yeah, Jerry Jones doesn't do that. He sees them as people. Yeah, He's he like, them as "You're such a great person. We need to keep you for longer at more money." You're
4: not really that great of a person, but I like you. you know? Yeah, so let's keep you around. How much
3: do you need? I would be fine with the cutthroat business aspect of it. And I was like, "We got to move on." I get it. Is what if they did that and they weren't winning though? Well, then, then I'll invite all the happy shiny people over and we can just have a good old time while we're losing now Mike your dream took a big step yesterday I'm going to take you to cut number four this is Des Bryant's Instagram live with a special guest appearance from DeAndre Hopkins
2: we got a special guest in the building what's going on D what's
4: going on triple D what's happening I keep hearing hearing y'all say my name around here What's up? Talk to me. I'm on I'm on live now. What's
3: up? DeAndre Hopkins. My San Francisco buddy. Ready to go. He's heard the Cowboys fans talking about him. So I put together the proposal, money, and compensation-wise, it would cost to get him. Who's Triple D, by the way?
4: Our friend our, our Tolo Triple D? Out I think there? that's
0: the Diners Drive-ins and Dives. Okay. All
4: right. Genucci Dallas. DiNucci. Upside oh, down. Yeah, it's Dumb, so the third Dumb, Dumb Hats. Dack. Dack. DiNucci <laughs> and and Dallas. Okay, gotcha. All right.
3: Uh all if, right. if
4: y'all it textures, if y'all know what triple D means, yeah. let me know because I, I was off on that one.
3: Is here's what it would cost to get him. And we've talked about this. The Cardinals want a second round pick, and I think perhaps a conditional fifth. So my question is, would you give up a second round pick and a conditional fifth that could jump to a fourth in the next year's draft, in 24's draft?
0: I would in a heartbeat. I'm just going to be honest here. I would like to see DeAndre Hopkins go to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's where he'll be the most valuable asset if he kind of replaces Tyreek Hill, who they didn't even replace last year, if they could get DeAndre Hopkins there. But I'd love to see him in a Cowboys jersey. I think he's a major difference maker. That being said, Corey, we were talking about this before the show, and you did bring to me a little bit of evidence, the reason that I don't want Odell Beckham Jr. here at all, and I just think he's done. You then brought DeAndre Hopkins things to my ear, which made me a little bit worrisome until I have a counterpoint.
4: Triple D, by the way, Dirty, Dirty Dallas by Crispiola. Oh, okay. So i listening to that on the way home. Sorry. Uh, Kevin, last year, December 29th, knee strain, grade okay. one. December 13th knee MCL tear grade three that I believe that kind of that was the rest of the regular season so he was out there 2021 thigh hamstring strain Hopkins thigh hamstring in 2021 also also in 2021 chest rib sprain also in 2020 back lower lumbar sprain cervical neck in 2020 Heddle ankle sprain in 2020. There are at least 10 injuries like in, in the last two years. And what's, then...
3: What's your concern level on that then?
4: Uh, hamstring is a year in, year out kind of thing. The the MCL tear is a little more of a concern for me. Neck thing, I think he's over and moved on from. But he hasn't played a lot in the last couple of years either.
0: But what did he do to correct all those injuries? Surgery? Steroids. Oh, well, Mike... <laughs> So, I don't think we should be advocating for that. <laughs> he's taking the major step uh-huh. of really making sure he's like screwed. I'm going to take a six-game suspension to make sure my body feels a lot better. The I don't
4: he for me. I'm not saying hey go go route uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm saying go run your routes and do what you do best, and that's catch. And like because he's going to catch uncontested balls. That's what he does. He's a he a strong ball catcher. Uh I as long as he's still got that in him, I'm totally about adding that player, man. Like completely about it. Cause I can do so much more with CD Lamb if I know I have a possession receiver on third down, who I think is DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's that's what I'm working with right there. I'm pairing those two up on the on the same sides. I'm doing lots of different things with that. I think DeAndre Hopkins would be a great addition. I'm not as concerned about injury as I am about maybe Odell Beckham Jr.'s injury history which is far more severe.
3: Now, I have some great news on that front then. I've been crunching the numbers, and I believe I have figured this out in my quest to potentially become a capologist someday. Cowboys would take on two years, $34.4 million contract with DeAndre Hopkins. You know how much guaranteed money is in there? Zero dollars. Big, fat, Zero. So. Look at me. Now, I realize the assets that you would be giving up would still make it hurt if, like, he got hurt again. And you're obviously going to base a lot of your offseason on this is the other weapon that we're getting to go along with C.D. Lamb. So, I get it would hurt from that perspective. But from strictly a salary cap perspective, you would have some ways to minimize the damage. But the contract would come in at two years, $34.4 million, which feels... Very fair.
0: I think when he's on the field and pretty healthy, I think he's still a top 10 receiver in this game, if not top five. I, that's how good I then think that's DeAndre a, Hopkins a, that's is. That's a
3: way below market. Deal yes. Then. And
0: so I think that he is better, my opinion, he's better than Amari Cooper. Now, I know maybe that's a very low bar for some people, but I think that if you are saying losing Amari Cooper cost us going to the Super Bowl or going to the NFC championship game. I'd say you're getting a dude who I think is better than Amari Cooper. Different, but I also think better, and I think possibly when healthy. Nothing against CeeDee Lamb. I've said this before. I think possibly better than CeeDee Lamb. Now, CeeDee Lamb has room to keep improving because of his age and where he's at, where DeAndre Hopkins, you're hoping he just maintains for the two to three years that you'd still have him in Dallas if you were a Dallas Cowboy.
4: When all those passes that Noah Brown drop, DeAndre Hopkins is catching, right? Like, that's, that's, I'm using him for the underneath stuff. I'm not, I don't have to send him downfield. Amari Cooper, like, excelled at going downfield. So does CeeDee Lamb. That's, that's kind of where I am is like, dude, I have so many possession things I can do with
0: hop do you Make think do you, uh, this is what the Cowboys are probably going to do as fun as this is to talk about aren't they going to say Jalen Tolbert's going to be a stud next yes. year and
4: Jalen Tolbert uh, you know he's he's going to grow into that spot Michael Gallup's coming that's back. what I obviously we I, still have out there I'm
0: not against that as in this the Cowboys have been really good at drafting players lately now they miss everybody misses their first round picks seem to never miss let's be honest and The last 10 years, only Taco Charlton has been a bad first-round pick. They've been unbelievable at it, even though we've disagreed with some. We've disagreed with Micah Parsons. Yeah. Uh, We've disagreed with... Whoops, sorry about that. Right? I mean, we've disagreed with some picks. Look, we disagreed on Taco Charlton. Yes, we were right on that, but...
3: I disagreed about Travis Frederick because of the value. Well, and clearly that turned out to be phenomenal.
0: Right, so they're... But now, second and third round, they're not as crisp. Yeah. They're not as as almost like, hey, we... Whoever the Cowboys take in the first round this year, I'm just going to be like, look, they get this right all the time. How can I disagree? Whether it's a tight end or a cornerback or a running back, I'm like, how can I disagree? They get this right. Second and third round's... so they haven't been as crisp, but those are tougher to hit on.
3: And so one of the issues that I run into in terms of what y'all are saying, because I think you're 100% right. I believe we will be told, oh, we don't have salary cap room. Yes, you do. And you can make it. If I can make the salary cap room, so can you is I think they are going to say what you said, Corey. Michael Gallup, a year removed from the injury, is going to be better. And Jalen Tolbert's coming up in the world. Great. And don't forget about Cavante Turpin. They found him out of nowhere, dude. And we're going to start using Cavante Turpin for all the offensive plays. We didn't know how to last year. That's great. Here would be my counter-argument. I feel like the investment is not crippling by any stretch of the imagination. And somebody asked, I do not believe that DeAndre Hopkins would hold out and ask for a new contract and if he did i think you could still make something very workable based off of the last two years is if your number one receiver is cd lamb feel pretty damn good about that if your number two receiver is deandre hopkins feel pretty damn good about that if your number three receiver is michael gallup feel pretty damn good about that and then Jalen tolbert can develop or not develop all he likes but like you have the potential still if that's what we're leaning on to have a pretty damn badass fourth receiver and this just moves everybody down the line into potentially a more natural position yeah and in theory it's very much what the rangers did
4: with their pitching staff kevin yes it's in theory yet here we are kevin looking at the start of the season and the rangers pitching staff and what are we looking
3: at potential injuries i get it i do so what
4: you're saying is in theory deandre hopkins is going to miss three games this year maybe six yeah I've three games I think we said it was gonna be 2.7 Mike if what, he misses three
3: games I then I I am also making this trade for a second and a fifth five percent
4: uh, chance per game that he gets injured that's fine I will say I this accept.
0: I accept two one thing that the Cowboys didn't run into last year which thank God they didn't to get to 12 and five you could deal with a Pollard injury or a Zeke injury for a few games or for three games because they could back up each other. I'm not saying Zeke was good last year. I'm just saying that you felt like, look, if Pollard's out and we have to run Zeke in number 34, sorry, I forget his name all the time.
4: Malik Davis, yes. Thank you.
0: Is that you're okay. You're okay for those three games. If the Cowboys would have lost C.D. Lamb for three games last year, I don't know know if they could have passed the ball. I don't know what in the world they were going to do. And so if the Cowboys do go into next year and saying CD Lambs are number one and we're going to trust that Gallup is OK, we're going to trust that Jalen Tolbert develops into the guy we drafted. We're going to trust maybe let's just say they draft a wide receiver in the fourth round. I'm I'm guessing. But and we're going to trust that our, our other wide receiver that we really liked in this draft is going to be a contributor his rookie year. If CD Lamb has to miss two or three games, I don't know what they do. Yeah, you are. You are hoping. On guys that can't produce at a number two level as a wide receiver to now produce as a one and two. And so if you did get Hopkins and he did miss three games, you're still fine in those three games because you have CeeDee Lamb. But if CeeDee Lamb gets hurt and you don't have DeAndre Hopkins or you don't have a guy that you really know can step into a role for three games, I think you're going to run into the situation where I watched the repeat of the the Panthers-Cowboys playoff game where Troy Aikman's yelling at Billy Davis and Eric Bjornsson going, what the F are you guys on the doing on this field? Fix it!
3: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on one hundred five through The Fan. Coming up next, we jump into the lunch rush as part of the expressway. Hopefully, we're going to talk with Evan Carter. Plus, Mike likes it. Plus, more gridiron. Plus, I might even have NFL trades for you. All of it next right here on The Fan.
1: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.
3: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I know we are no longer in surprise, and that is sad. But right now, brought to you directly From Surprise, it is Texas Rangers super prospect Evan Carter. Good afternoon, sir.
5: Hey, how's it going?
3: We're doing excellent, excellent. Really appreciate you jumping on the show. We were trying to catch up with you last week while we were in Surprise. It just didn't work out, so thanks for jumping on the show with us today.
5: Yeah, thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. That was
3: two excellents, Kevin, that you threw out
5: there, by the way. That's how excited I am. All right,
3: all right. I just want to make sure. Personally, I, not too much pressure, Evan, but I said I could put you in the lineup right now at the major league level, and I was shouted down by Chris Young, and he told me to leave the clubhouse. (laughs) So that might be why we didn't get to talk to you. I I know you've addressed this in the past, but for our listening audience, I was reading some of your answers about this, and I thought they were really great, is – you talked about everything looks great now, but you talked about your draft day experience and how the people on MLB network were either didn't know who you were or the one person who did kind of dumped on you and said, you're a guy that should have gone to college. How did that impact what would normally be? And hopefully still was one of the greatest days of your life.
5: Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was thankful and uh, thankful to have people around me that still made it a great day. I mean, my family was there and, uh, my now wife's family was there, and some of our friends. So it was, it was still really fun. Um, you know, just turn off the TV and celebrate with the people who uh, have been there with you and you know care about you. So it, it was still a great day.
3: She so didn't make a list of those people, <laughs> and you want to send them your stats and <laughs> everything like that. Long. No,
5: no, 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 no.
0: Evan, also part of your story, from what I understand, and and help me out here if I'm wrong, is. You weren't a huge, let's say, select baseball player when you were in in high school or grade school, and that is a huge deal in Dallas-Fort Worth. I have two boys of my own. Can you explain that being part of kind of your upbringing that maybe you weren't traveling around the country with perfect game and stuff like that, and that might have been one of the reasons that people didn't uh, know your name as well?
5: Yes, I mean, obviously that stuff's really expensive, um, takes up a whole lot of time, you know, you're in school, you're trying to do other things and it's, it's just hard to, it turns into a, you know, a year round thing. And, um, we just, I didn't feel like that I really needed that, I guess. And my parents didn't either as far as just spending that kind of money and that amount of time put forth, especially for them where, you know, they've got jobs and places that they need to be at home too. So, um, and it, you know, it worked out in the end and too also, I mean, when I was, you know, at the beginning of high school, at least, I didn't necessarily think baseball was the uh, end-all, be-all for me, you know, and I was all in on school and uh, hit a big, I guess, huge jump for me, like junior year or so, and then it started getting a little bit more serious, I guess, after that.
4: Uh, Evan Carter joining us right now on the KNC Masterpiece Hall 105.3 The Fan. You're home of the Texas Rangers.
3: I heard he just drew another walk. Oh, Like, <laughs> even during this interview, I heard he
4: drew another walk. All right, so self-scouting is very important. Can you, for our listeners and for anybody that shows up to see you, what what are they seeing whenever they see you play on the field? What are your strengths?
5: Um, I, I guess walks is what it sounds like. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I walks, and I'm always going to, you know, Defense is something I take a lot of pride in, um, work at it a lot. So I guess, you know, I'm going to do my best to have a quality at bat and play the best kind of defense I can, back up the pitchers as best as I can because they're out there, you know, busting it for us. So I'm going to have to return it back to them.
4: And that's really interesting too because, Kevin, we had Matt Hicks on the other day and yeah. he was talking about how fluid Evan looks in the in the outfield, how easy he makes it look. Like, is is that just your practice or have you always been a naturally good – outfielder
5: um so I guess I mean obviously there's a lot of work goes into it I mean I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't put in a lot of work in the outfield I mean you know there's a that's that's something like I said I take a lot of pride in and do a lot of practice with but also too I mean it's I treat it almost like a football game you know, you see the ball go up and just go get it so I mean I don't really try and make it too complicated but uh yeah I, I definitely put a lot of work into it too
0: Evan, my first big league spring training, I was excited and nervous being in there with major leaguers. I was wondering, this being kind of your first big league spring training, what has it been like from the standpoint of being 20 years old with a whole bunch of pretty big-time major leaguers now in that Rangers clubhouse?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been really cool. Um they they did a great job as far as making me feel welcome. Um, I was nervous before I got here, um, but as soon as I got here, they made me you know they brought me right in. Everybody says hello, and everybody is talkative and makes you feel like you're you know you're part of the team. So it's been really good, and uh, kudos to them you know for making me feel that way. So it's been a great experience.
0: So one of the guys that took me on was actually Jack Leiter's father, Al Leiter, made me feel welcome, and he was uh, much older than I was at the time, probably about 10 years older. Is there maybe a guy that's a little bit older than you that you find kind of you're gravitating to because they're trying to help you and teach you?
5: Yeah, so I definitely think like Brad Miller would be somebody like that for me. Um, He's one of the first people to talk to me um, when I got here, you know, and it's, He's always saying hello, always got a smile on his face, man. So he's, he's got a lot of good knowledge is on and off the field uh, for me. So it's been really good, you know, getting to know him and listen to what he has to say.
4: Do you know Brad Miller's bamboo stories? Have you heard about this?
5: I have not heard those stories.
4: Evidently. We're here to help. Bamboo is, yeah, we are always here to help, Evan. Uh, <laughs> bamboo is a big deal for, like, luck to have, to have Bamboo mm-hmm. around. So whenever he feels like it's time for the clubhouse to get some luck, he'll bring in some bamboo into the clubhouse. Your thoughts on bamboo?
5: I, I've never heard that. You know, I mean, crap. If, if it brings good luck, I'd, I'd have it everywhere. I didn't know that.
3: <laughs> Surely that's the first time you've ever been asked, what are your thoughts about bamboo, right?
5: Listen, I think that would have to be a first for me, yeah.
3: Uh, K and C the first, the show of first. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> one of the things I was reading about when you were, you know, obviously moving up level to level and now being in spring training with a big club is the idea that baseball is baseball. Can you kind of expand just a little bit more on like what that means to you?
5: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, the rules don't change the game's the same. I mean, everything's, everything's the same as you move up. I mean, nothing changes. Um, I just try and treat it that way. You know, I mean, the only thing that's changing is the people who you're playing with or against. And obviously, the higher up you go, the more advanced it gets. But I try and treat it as, you know, hey, the game's not changing. It's just the people I'm playing with. So I guess that would kind of be my mindset going into things. I just try not to let the moment get too big or anything like that. You know, you just rise up to the occasion because you are playing better competition. But, you know, you're getting better, too, as you get older and move along, too. So just trying to keep that, I guess, in the back of my head.
0: Rangers prospect Evan Carter joining us right now. Evan, I got to watch quite a bit of the Frisco Rough Riders championship run last year, and you got brought up for, uh, I believe, six games before the postseason started, and you had a great postseason uh, winning the AA championship. How much... I don't know if nervous is the right word playing in kind of a championship double a environment after having a great year in a ball or just exciting. Was it getting to that level? And then also in a short amount of time doing well there.
5: Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. And, you know, it was kind of the same story as it is now, you know, all the people there, they had a great culture going on and they, you know, they welcomed me right in. So, I mean, everybody was super, everybody was really nice to me and uh, man, they just made it. I felt like I was part of the team as soon as I got there. So, I mean, you know, it was great on them, but as far as being in the playoffs, man, that's there's nothing like it. You I mean everybody that's the end goal, man. You just you wanna win and we did that year, so it was it was really cool to experience that.
3: Now, the word on the street or in the clubhouse is that you like classic rock. I am curious, and this is gonna make us all feel old, what what do you count as classic rock? Oh
5: please <laughs> Um, I, I I'm really big into the seventies and the eighties, so I mean I, I guess that's considered classic rock I guess you all would consider that too yes
1: we would
3: I feel better with that answer if you would have said like the 2000s out of the my no, goodness
4: no, no, no. Foo Fighters that's classic rock right there and you're like <laughs> no that's my childhood
5: no no I, I, I'm really big. On my, I think one of my favorite bands would be like Leonard Skinner. I, I really like them. There we go. Okay. Tuesday's
4: Gone. Because he's simple a simple kind of, kind of man. man yeah. yeah, that's right.
5: Yeah, there we go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what What else would you throw in? And I want to see if these guys can work that into their <laughs> next question. What would be some of your other top classic rock bands?
5: Um, I Let's see. I've been to a Doobie Brothers concert. What? Um, Hall and Oates. Um, <laughs> Leonard Skinner. I don't know if Journey is classic rock, but yeah. I really like Journey. Um, I mean, I just, Jimmy Buffett, I, that's, he's his own category, mm-hmm. but I really like Jimmy Buffett.
4: <laughs> Hold on, Mike, Stuff you, like you came in for peace yeah. singing all Hall & songs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. every year, Thanks every Sarah year, smile. Evan, we do, uh, we do a, a charity, uh, radio-thon. So we do 14, mm-hmm. 15 hours of radio and Mike started at 5.30 in the morning singing Hall & songs. Is that a great way oh, yeah. to start your day?
5: That's outstanding. Yeah, it's great. See?
0: It's great.
4: Now, we we did get a chance to see you swing, and Mike and I were kind of discussing your swing. It's so it's so smooth. It's really fluid. Palmero is not, not a great good. example, but Palmero probably had, Mike, for us, like, like the smoothest swing.
0: Evan, being a, a guy who watched you, I was, I was telling Corey, I was like, you know, it doesn't look like he's swinging the bat hard. It right. almost looks like a contact swing, but the ball really jumps off of your bat. So that's a, a big compliment from us, but – I'm sure, I'm assuming you feel like you're swinging the bat as hard as you can?
5: Listen, I, I, I look at the video the same as you all do. I'll see myself. I'm like, man, like, I am not, I need to swing the bat harder. And then <laughs> as soon as I try and swing the bat harder, everything gets worse and I hit the ball not as hard. It, it's, I couldn't explain it to you, but I, I, I see what y'all are talking about for sure.
4: <laughs> is there, is there, was there anybody that you like tried to emulate when you were growing up? Did you ever have a Mickey Tettleton pose or Griffy? What was your, who was the one you're trying to look like?
5: Um, honestly, probably for me, would be like Christian Yelich in high school. Um, I really liked his swing. Um, but I, I've never really emulated anybody's swings, I guess. I've just kind of done my own thing. Um, but as far as watching people, what they do, Christian Yelich was a big one for me.
3: See, we avoided the oldness with the classic rock, but Mm -hmm. when you say that you grew up emulating Christian Yelich, that throws us right back into the old category. Ah, But I I appreciate your honesty
4: right there. I really do. No, it's okay. Kevin, Duke almost had him. Uh, oh yeah, Blue Devil. Yeah, he was uh he was in the Kevin also oh. was was uh, admitted to Duke. Yeah, and uh, and I'm presuming that like the the whole like Coach K was retiring thing really kind of let you down then, Evan. <laughs>
5: Oh, yeah that was the whole that was definitely the whole reason. <laughs> nothing <laughs> no, to do with baseball I, really cool. we yeah, we got to go to some of their basketball games for sure. that's an awesome environment
3: did you I have been to a game at Cameron. did you act like a usual student or is this a shirt off environment for you, or were you like a normal person at the game?
5: <laughs> so the only games that I went to were on the uh like the college visits, so I kind of had to uh act nice I guess play it professional uh, yeah. <laughs> you know can't go in there waving the shirt around or anything like that but if I was a student there you know I'd probably got after it in there with the rest of them I'm talking
0: about. so Evan we have a famous basketball player here in Dallas Luka Doncic who wears number 77 and I can remember at the time when he chose 77 because I believe he was number seven and that was already taken so he just doubled it up Right now in spring training, you're 87. I can't tell you a major league baseball player who's ever (laughs) worn number 87. Is there any chance when you make it to the major leagues, you're like, I want that spring training number 87 (laughs) in center field?
5: Listen, I've actually joked about it with some people, just saying like, hey, like I'm gonna I'm gonna end up keeping this, you know. And I mean, I might, you know, I feel like a dang, I'm a wide receiver out there or something, a tight end. But listen, I. If it, that'd be some memories going back, you know, first big league camp—that's what I wore. So, you know, we'll we'll see for sure. It's definitely on. It's definitely I mean, something I've actually thought about before.
0: You wouldn't share the number literally with anybody, like if yeah, would be, be like, oh yeah, eighty-seven on the White Sox is this, or eighty-seven <laughs> on the Angels, They'd be like, no, eighty-seven is Evan Carter.
5: Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That'd be really cool. Then there's never going to be a
3: trade where somebody's going to be like, hey, I really need your number, and you're like, no, you don't. Oh, no, there's plenty fine. of other numbers you. So that's right. Yeah. Multiple people are stoked about your classic rock takes. Yes, I can tell they're very nice excited on our fan text. I was curious, since we were talking about your swing, a few people on our fan text have asked, does that translate to a good golf swing? And do you like golf?
5: So I I love golf. Um, I, I I wish I had time to play more. Um, but, you know, after long games or whatever, you know, sometimes you just want to go home and chill. But on the days that I do have some energy, I'll, I'll definitely go out and play. And I, mean, I, I don't, wouldn't call myself good. I mean, I'll probably shoot in the low 80s or so. Um, but, but that's man, not
3: good? Really that that sounds play. pretty good. Mike, you say you well, can listen, barely there's crack
5: There's people 80. here that are going to shoot par, and I'm just not on that level. Oh,
0: yeah. Would you... Do you call those guys pitchers? <laughs> 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 that's right. Yep.
4: <laughs> pitchers are better golfers. they got all that
0: time
3: between starts. Would you rather go golfing or off-roading?
5: Oh man. It depends on where I'm at. If I'm here, I'd rather go off-roading just because you can literally pull off the road anywhere and there's trails to go up in the mountains. So if I was here, I'd probably rather play or rather go off-roading, but somewhere that didn't have it, I would, I would go play golf for sure.
0: So my other question about you is I do have quite a bit of your baseball cards. He Evan. has a lot of your yeah, cards. Yeah, you single-handedly <laughs> drove the market <laughs> okay. up on his
3: baseball cards. I've
0: been a big Evan Carter fan for a, a couple years now, and I'm glad that you, you were healthy last year and played great. I was wondering, as you're signing all those Bowman and Bowman Chrome cards in 2020, do you keep some for yourself or do you send them all back to Tops?
5: So I don't I don't get to keep any of the numbered ones but you know they'll give me some plain ones to keep and then my mom is also one of the ones that's probably driving the price up on uh, eBay
0: it's, it's, it's me and your mom that are bidding against each other so when your mom loses a card it's to me probably <laughs>
5: That's That may be true, yeah.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. I
3: hope we get to meet your family, and yes. they're really happy to meet Mike, except for your mom is like, Mm-mm. I know who you yeah. are on eBay. <laughs> yeah. I know God. exactly who you are. Now, Mike just asked you that question to set up that eventually he's going to break all media rules and ask for an autographed baseball for one of his kids. I'm just telling you now, you don't be surprised when it happens. We're not supposed to talk about that on air, Kevin. Oh, and yeah. it definitely won't happen <laughs> at some point. Well, we appreciate it very much. I know everyone in the Metroplex is so glad to hear you outside of the field. So, thank you very much for jumping on with us, good sir.
5: Yeah, no problem. I appreciate y'all having me.
3: There you go. Evan Carter right here on your home of the Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan.
0: Sometimes I don't like saying this because it does drive the market up, but I'm being honest here. (laughs) I've talked to enough people that I do think this is going to be the future star of the Texas Rangers. Corey Seager is a star. I get it. Like, that's why he has $300 million from the Texas Rangers. Marcus Simeon is an all-star. That's why he has almost $200 million. And I'm really hoping Josh Young is a great player, eighth overall pick. He's going to be your starting third baseman as long as he's healthy. But I do think three, four, five years from now, that this is the guy they're building the Texas Rangers around. When we talk about probably batting second, I'm going to assume uh, as his career progresses that this is the guy that we're talking about. There's going to be a lot of other good players for the Rangers. They have a lot of good prospects, but I think this is the guy.
4: He can. The thing about him is he can hit for anything. You know, you need to hit for base hits. He can do that. He can hit for power. He, watching him in the outfield is a lot of fun. He looks very natural. Leote, I always tell you, looks very natural as an outfielder. Evan Carter, right there, maybe even a this coach, maybe just a
0: little bit. The so, only thing
3: I didn't follow up with him about that we'll have to do, did he say he was already married? Yes. He okay. said, And now my wow. and now my my wife's family. Yes. I'm so glad that he told that story about the draft is because I remember and it's not that long ago is everybody on the MLB network set except for one person said I don't know who this is and the one person who did said I came across him at a workout for somebody else and you see guys that should have gone to college he's one of those guys he's wiry and here we are just a couple of years later, and he is the top prospect in the Rangers organization. Foskey
0: went first in that draft for the Rangers first round pick, 14th overall. Evan Carter went second, and I remember calling up Jared Sandler after the second round pick, and I said, "What are the Rangers doing?"
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: and, and what did you, what, do you remember what Jared thought at the time? Was he? Kind he of, said, "Let
0: me." He said, "I don't know." He said, "Let me," because when when they have a top 300 list, and you're at pick, I can't remember exact pick, 50 something. Yeah. I think he was in the 50s. And you pick somebody who's not on MLB.com's top 300 list of this draft. You're like, what are they doing? Sometimes, if you pick somebody 120 at number 52, people are like, well, I mean, we had him as like a third round, maybe early fourth round, and they're taking him high. They must really like him when they're like, he's not on our list. You're like, what are the Rangers doing? And then, after a few calls, you start hearing these things like, hey, late bloomer, only 17 years old. You know, he's really a junior out of high school because he graduated early. And they just said, we just see all of these tools that are just, if he was a junior this year instead of a senior and gone back into the draft, and he was COVID year too, where there was no high school baseball. like, we really believe he's a top 15 pick in next year's draft.
4: Now, Kevin, I know you made the joke with Evan about what you said to Chris Young and what Chris Young said back. Yeah, there's... Mike you we stopped Chris Young in the in the clubhouse for a moment. Uh you actually had a longer more than a moment with him. When you brought up Evan Carter's name, his eyes lit up. Yeah. That's like I'm not going to talk about what he said because yeah. I don't know how much right. he wants us to discuss there. But his eyes lit up, and, Kevin, I think it's going to be difficult to keep this 20-year-old off the off the
3: team all year long. He'll be on the team at some point this year. Somebody
0: asked me what's the chances he's on the, on the Twitch, and I said 33% chance he's on the team this year. And the reason I only put it at 33 is he's not on the 40-man roster. And sometimes, we've seen this with plenty of players, you don't want it's to start true. the clock early when you think that – I, Evan Carter might be a dude who makes 30 to $40 million a year at some point. And sometimes when you get that extra year on him. Now, to your point, the Rangers have showed in recent history that doesn't dictate their their decision. Yeah. So that's why I give him a 33% chance that he crushes it in Frisco. He's going to start off in Frisco here. Um, there could be injuries. He could really perform well, this and that. But I said 100% chance next year. So, I know that we just talked to him, and I know we're all hoping he makes it to the majors. He's only 20. He's going to be 20 all year. He's not about to turn 21. So, this is a guy that, you know, look, I'm putting too much on this, okay? I'm going to tell you I'm putting too much on this. This would be like talking in 1989 to Juan Gonzalez or talking in 1990 to Pudge Rodriguez. Oh, my God.
4: Are you kidding me? This is. That's amazing. And we just became best friends with him like that? I mean, See he didn't seem like he
3: enjoyed it.
0: Now right. he needs to stay healthy. He has had yeah. at times some injuries in the minor leagues yeah. that you know that he needs to make sure that that body can stay healthy. And the thing is, we saw him. He has a twenty-year-old's body. He does not have a twenty-eight-year-old body. Like he's he's a guy that still has room to Lean. grow physically.
3: Yeah. yeah. Couple more quick uh, football notes for you. Go ahead. I just wanted. To,
4: do you have it? Did you have his stats from this spring so far?
3: Oh, uh, is six hundred percent on base percentage. Three thirty
4: three batting yeah. average. Two stolen bases. Uh, two four strikeouts and six walks. That's the that's like you were talking
3: about. You have more walks than strikeouts. And like, he's hitting like I said three thirty three. I'll take that. Let's freaking go. A couple more football notes before you. Before Mike likes it is. The Chiefs did go ahead and let go of Frank Clark, the 29-year-old defensive end. They were looking for common ground on perhaps a pay cut. Could not find it. He's the NFL's third all-time leading postseason yeah, sack player. Dude that, that's impressive, man. Jimmy Johnson is going to induct Zach Thomas into the Hall of Fame. Do you think if he was getting into the Ring of Honor, I would have like put it here? Surely we would have talked about it at a different point, right? I just... Tom Brady has tweeted, "Please God no." What did he tweet?
4: "Anyone so, who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has right. never adopted a 2-month-old kitten for their daughter." Okay.
0: In your face, Kevin. <laughs> this is a this is this is a guy who's who's probably raising a kitten right now on his own this is tough because i'm really happy to hear that but
3: i got issues with the rest of that statement <laughs> I know you do so i know I'm you do really
4: oh man so basically he's saying look it's too difficult or maybe he's saying
3: haven't it, it's too easy Good. i
4: don't know kevin
3: whatever keeps him away is great and then also not only did aaron Rodgers meet with the jets the packers and jets have begun conversations now whether or not that leads anywhere, I have no idea. But the Jets have entered into conversations with the Packers about compensation okay. in terms of
0: trades for Aaron Rodgers. Now, all right, how about some Mike likes? I it? didn't even have this on my list of Mike likes. At things, Don't did you hear intro. what Tops is going to do, or what they've put in production?
3: Maybe not. They're Refractors?
0: making they're making Tom Brady baseball cards. Yes, this year.
4: I have seen this. I have seen this. There Kevin will, as a collector. He was, collector, dra- he have was to. drafted.
0: By the, by the Montreal Expos, Expos. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be in Expos gear. I don't know what gear he's going to be in.
3: They'll be they, valuable. They are I'm sure. making
0: Tom Brady baseball cards this year, and there will be inserts with he. He's going to autograph some of those cards. So okay, I see. It'll the, be like the in the weird way Tom Brady is going to be the 2023 baseball card chase, as in that's going to be the number one card people want out of 2023 baseball. One going
3: to be with him and his kitten.
4: And he's like, this is my. Do you, kid? How do you have a kitten on the on the field, dude, for a baseball game?
0: Yeah, it's, sometimes there's been cat. You remember in Seattle when that black cat he clawed the guys like boob? Oh,
4: yeah, I do. <laughs> he picked up. He yes. picked up one of the
0: cats that they, they don't mind having cats. By the way, at stadiums, if you don't know this, because of the rats, rat and yeah. mouse problem, because oh. there's so much food and popcorn and stuff like that, that look, it's for rodents. It is heaven mm-hmm. stadiums. And so
3: that's the American tale is, like, not only to come to America, but get to the, yeah. the get ballpark. To a, get to the Super Bowl. That would be yeah. their nightmare. Or
0: a football stadium or wherever, but they do, a lot of the people who kind of run the food industry uh, at stadiums don't mind having huh. a couple of, like, three or four cats roaming around so that they can kill as many rodents as possible. Facts. All right. Now, Mike likes it. Guys, over the weekend, I went to Dick's Sporting Goods because- you know, just to be honest here in Cedar Hill, they're running a 20% off coupon that I got because of, like, baseball season starting. And you can use it on everything in the store. Now, it's already passed, but if you, uh, you know, if one of your, if you have a son, a daughter, whatever, a lot of times Dick Sporting Goods will do a 20% off coupon as your season's about ready to start. Okay. And you can use it on everything. Here's what I use that coupon on besides baseball stuff. I got pickleball paddles. Oh, are you balls. in? I want to be You're in. Officially old. I think that pickleball looks really fun. I've seen pickleball on television. I've seen people, you know, post it on their social media, and pickleball looks like a really fun sport that I want to play. So now I do have pickleball board or paddles.
4: I have I have a friend who, I mean, he texted us on Sunday and said, oh. "Guys, come out and play in this tournament in Rockwall." And he ended up winning silver uh at the at the Rockwell place. It was solos. It was, right. it was so if you want to go like find somebody that can show you around and navigate the area, he played in the tournament that Dirk played out in Frisco and he won first And and I think solos in that one. In tennis or pickleball? In pickleball. pickleball. Yeah, does it, he
0: play tennis too? He does not. Okay, he just that's played, the thing is, he was baseball really? and pickleball.
4: So yeah, huh. he's very he loved because it's not a whole bunch of movement, it's not running all over the place. Right, it's just half But you yeah. I would have thought there would have been a good amount of carryover. That's two thirds
0: the size of a tennis court.
4: Yeah, it's it's smaller. So if you, I have a friend that I can connect you with that okay. would be happy to show you around.
0: I want. My wife is not hand eye coordinated. Oh, and can't cook. Is the doctor? Did I, well, she's not. A she's surgeon, not a surgeon. So that's good. But so in her family, they didn't really do much sports. She has okay. brother, sister. They did cheerleading and and like you know like throwing and catching was not part of their family. And I I do think that hand-eye coordination, yes, there is some God-given ability there. I'm not saying there isn't, but the more you do things as a child, the more that you are having a ball thrown to you or catching a ball thrown to you, and it doesn't have to be just baseball. I'm talking about basketball or football, and you work on throwing and catching, your hand-eye coordination will get better. Just like if you're playing soccer, a lot of times your footwork will get better. But most people that... Decided not to play football, basketball, baseball, tennis, kind of a a lot of hand-eye coordination things. They have horrible hand-eye coordination when they get older. But I'm really hoping my wife, like, this is something we can do. I know we're not gonna be all competitive, like, and smoke the ball, and, you know, but I'm like, if we can just paddle the ball back and forth and you can get it over the net, I think this could be, like, a fun exercise thing for us to do.
3: Would that be a dream of yours at all if she got uber competitive into pickleball and y'all created, like, a married doubles
0: team? Amazing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My wife doesn't care really much at all about sports. She cares about our kids' sports, but she doesn't really – She's not, she doesn't watch sports. She doesn't care about sports. So sometimes, like, do you need to marry a sports, you know, woman if you're a sports guy <laughs> mm-hmm. type of deal? I don't think so. Like, it doesn't – I don't
3: either. To me,
0: it doesn't matter at all that she likes sports or doesn't like sports. Uh, but I do hope that, you know, for activities that that would be a fun activity. But if not, I need to find some pickleball friends – you know, in the North Oak Cliff area. I know I'm probably not going to find anybody in you know north of downtown Dallas, as they think if you go south of downtown Dallas, you've gone into I don't know what. That's but really started to annoy you. It hasn't has, it? it has, because you know what's not fun. I don't like driving to Plano for baseball practice.
4: Plano's far away. But
0: I have to. You know, but if you're like, hey, we're having something happen in Oak Cliff, you're like oh god, I can't go to Oak Cliff. Why? I don't know. It's the real ocean. There's
4: some really gorgeous places in Oak Cliff, Mike. <laughs> that, you, you see them all too, was right? Based on? You get to see all the really nice areas yeah. in Oak Cliff.
0: All right. Next thing that I want to talk about during Mike Likes It. Last night, after uh, batting practice uh, at my son's batting practice, that I said, sense. hey, thank you. I, I, felt, I felt like I put that sentence together perfectly. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Afterwards, I told my son, I said, hey, you want to go to Brahms? Afterwards. Oh, man, good choice. And so we went to Brahms in like Richardson area. And I decided to try a new flavor of Sherbert. Okay. I was in a Sherbert mood. Sherbet. Quick question. What is the difference between sherbet and ice cream? Ice cream obviously has milk in it, right? It's cream. Sherbert, I believe, if I'm correct about this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm 99% sure. Sherbert doesn't have any cream to it. It's obviously okay. more, it's it's obviously fruity flavors a too. A frozen
4: dessert made with milk or cream oh. and flavored usually with fruit juice, with okay. egg white or gelatin sometimes added. Well, then oh. I'm,
0: see, I'm totally wrong. I thought like it would. It's a non dairy, but product. that's sherbet. Well, it's the same thing, <sighs> or sherbear, right? <laughs> Is that
5: right? <laughs> Steve Sherbear. All right.
0: Sher-bear. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to the Twitch right now. I don't Report. know if this flavor has been around for 20 years. It probably has at Brahms. I tried the Cherry Limeade sherbet at Brahms. Never had it. I want it, and I want it right now. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. So I'm wondering whether you're on the fan text or whether you're on Twitch and you two guys. I'm telling you, if you like sherbet, obviously— the tried and true is orange and lime, right? Usually yes. yeah. they didn't have lime sherbet. I don't know if they don't make lime sherbet anymore. Uh-huh. Maybe it just wasn't available at that Brahms. I don't know. But they had two sherberts available. They had orange, which I told my son, that's classic. Orange sherbet's a classic. I love orange sherbet. Uh, and then they had cherry limeade. Oh, okay, yeah. And I tried cherry limeade sherbet, and I am addicted to it. I thought it was freaking amazing.
3: Okay, so i just going to up Brahms in so your rotation. I don't then? know.
0: I just know that now when I go to Brahms, I'm going to be looking for cherry limeade. In fact, I've already today. I have to go out to Fort Worth. My sons are playing in a doubleheader at Fort Worth Christian uh, School, and after we get done coaching, on the way home, if there's a Brahms, I am stopping. Stopping. Okay. And I'm getting some cherry limeade. Sure. We
4: have a Brahms right next to our house and that the other house kevin there was one right next to that one so i the do kids, like brahms i just don't go there a lot we for the kids we they always want birthday cake uh shakes that's okay. what they want blue birthday okay. cake shakes is what they like and i would always get like a peppermint shake was what i would do but now i mean dude kevin they got a bag of burgers for five
0: bucks what how many do you get five what? five cheeseburgers wow in a bag that makes sense. This guy Bear toes. he he's a big pickleball person. He's a rep for Diadem, if I'm saying that right. I don't know if that's a, I'm not sure. If that's a, a ra- like I say racket, but I guess it's called a paddle, I guess. You
3: need to know these things.
0: I don't know these things. I just started Saturday and I yeah. and I saw the pickleball station at Dick's Sporting Goods and I'm like, I'm getting two pickleballs or pickleball paddles. paddles, yeah, pickle paddles. And then I got six balls and then I realized after getting six <laughs> pickleballs I don't think I need 6 pickleballs. They're not like tennis balls, but maybe I'm wrong. Do the, do the wiffle ball pickleballs ever go bad? I have no clue. Do they ever, you know, like a tennis ball, that's why they fresh out of the can. I mean after yeah. After they've been, you know, I don't know, the air has been released for, yeah, let's say, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a month. You gotta kind of have to throw away those tennis balls if you want to play, like, kind of competitive tennis ball. I don't know how uh, the pickleball situation is. All right. Next, Mike likes it.
4: Hold on, Mike. From okay. 214. I agree it's delicious. My wife's a manager at Brum's and Denton what? on Teasley. She sometimes listens to you guys, and she wanted to take food to you guys at some point. We would always, we always welcome.
3: Oh, my gosh. Would from, you
0: try? Yeah. Cher- yeah, it's it's very tart. I'm not
3: anti. I just, I've never tried. Right, you I've like ice cream slept. better than, yeah.
0: than sherbet. I had no clue sherbet had uh, milk in it. I've never obviously tried to make sherbet. I just eat it. So it doesn't seem like a milk product to me, but I guess it is. Um, But, man, it just is tart, and it just has a great flavor to it. So, Brahms, you've done it again, you SOBs.
3: Those fries are good at Brahms. I know Corey's shouted those out for a while. I love their bacon cheeseburger.
0: Now, I have two shows that I have enjoyed recently. Some people are saying eventually the balls do crack. Okay, well, then I'm glad. I got uh, yellow ones and pink ones. So, uh, Beard Meets Food is on YouTube. Now, this guy has been doing this for a long time. He has a big black beard. He's a skinny dude from oh, yeah. England. Okay. I see him. And he does kind of man versus food things all around the country. Also, obviously does it in his country of England. And he gets like a million views for all of these things. I don't know how it popped up on my YouTube feed, but it did. And I, I'm not addicted to it, but I've watched quite a bit. And it is kind of ugly as when he... He can pound food. These challenges, which are like, you know, usually a 90% fail rate, usually with people. He beats almost all of them. And when they like give him 30 minutes, he does it in like 10 minutes. When they give him like, hey, it's going to take an hour, he does it in like 25 minutes. He is the best man versus food guy I've ever seen. He's
3: ripped too. I don't know if you've seen this. This dude's ripped. He has 2.6 million subscribers on YouTube and apparently... He became a food tester in 2016, and this place took out a one million pound insurance policy on his stomach and taste buds. Oh, that he could
4: only eat a million pounds? No, like,
3: in dollars, it's like, I don't know, 1.2 million, like, that would be the amount. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Okay. Well, anyways. They took out
3: an insurance policy on his stomach and taste buds. For butts. money. Gotcha.
0: There's a little bit of a recommendation. If you kind of like man versus food things, they're about eight to ten minute videos. Does it make you want to
3: try any no, of No, I'm, I'm okay. not
0: a, I don't think, I love food, I don't think I want to eat Three chicken fried steaks, two mashed potatoes, two things of green beans, two cinnamon rolls, a biscuit, and like a milkshake. Like, Good and he night. just crushes it. That was in Oklahoma where he did it, then. and he was he. It was the first time he ever had chicken fried steak. Being from England, he's like, this is one of the most amazing foods I've ever had. Oh, so he really wow. did enjoy chicken fried steak. Uh, my last recommendation, which Kevin has not uh, felt, uh, doesn't like too much, is. One of my buddies said, hey, have you ever watched this app? Uh, And there's a show on there called The Chosen. I'm like, man, I've heard of this. And so I started watching it. And The Chosen is a religious show. It is based off of, obviously, Jesus and his disciples. And it kind of gives you a lot more backstory into the disciples. And I have literally, I think I've cried or teared up every episode in a good way. I want to
3: point out. Like, Because I heard this as well. One of my cousins told me it's like his favorite. And now Rotten Tomatoes is 100% from the critics, 99% from the audience. I just thought it was kind of slow. Okay, But I don't want to take it away from everybody because I've heard people love, love, love it. I might need to revisit it. I just thought that first episode or two were kind of slow.
0: And the last thing I'll say about it is they got a whole bunch of, not a whole bunch, they got nine Gen Zers. Because uh, they're like doing well in that category and they had no clue they'd do well because it, the younger, I mean, I, the further we get away, I, it's, I don't want to say opinion here, but I feel like less and less people in the United States of America believe in a God at all. Sure. Right. And so they're like, man, I this is, numbers will back that this up. This is really like hitting with young adults, uh, you know, kind of that age 20, 20 to 30 years old, like somehow we're getting huge numbers here and we have no clue because we didn't think that a story about disciples and Jesus would get any numbers from these, uh, from this group. And we're getting huge numbers. So there's a little hour kind of thing of, they sat these nine people down. They had no clue what they were watching. Never loved it. And, and they talk about it and they're all from, there's gay people in it. They're like, as in, Watching the, the, the show. They're like, we're yeah. not just gonna get nine Christians to watch yeah. this. We're gonna get nine very different people to watch this and see what they think about it. Tell if it's crap, it's crap.
3: I love the idea that like that would be the stepping stone for some people to maybe get more involved right. in faith or religion. And by the way, and Corey, you brought this up. Jordan Ross, who we've had on the show before, he is in The Chosen. Like, I don't know exactly okay. if he does like a lot of extra work or stuff, but I've definitely character. Yeah, I've definitely seen posts from him from okay. like the set.
0: It's it's so Beard Meets Food and The Chosen are Where do you things. find The Chosen? It's on an app. You can download the app. It's all free. You can donate app? if you want okay. to. It's called uh, Angel Studios. Okay. Gotcha, but if you type gotcha. in The Chosen, it'll be very easy to find. And I feel like it's
3: it on regular TV somewhere because that's okay. where I thought we
4: watched it to start. It plays Little James, one of Jesus' apostles. Oh, very cool.
3: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's Tom for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Man,
4: Jared Sandler will join us oh. thanks to Sonic. And then mm. we got some, man, we Good. have a stop that we have to really get into, Kevin. What do you mean? We Well, according to Carter, it was the Hungarians. Next in The Fan.